listening to Tessie Encounters on Faith FM, and we're coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current, and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here, and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have David Leo back Hello, in the Jason. studio. Hi, and David. Happy Wednesday, everybody. You didn't have anything to say during my intro today, David. Oh, sorry. I was <laughs> just thinking it's live. I was <laughs> just thinking in my head, we're live. We yeah. are live. <laughs> Last week it came out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're live today, the 8th of November. Tell you what, the year is flying oh, through, isn't it? Man, it's been, what, 54 days, I think, until the... Until the end of the... Oh, no, until Christmas, I think it is. Yeah, right. 54. Not many. Not many at all. So uh, today, 8th of November, we've got a couple of uh, interesting historical yes. facts here. This the, day. This day in 1845, the English archaeologist Austin Henry Laird began excavating the area of uh, a sensible Two's Palace, which mm. is just southeast of Mosul. Right. Uh, near Iraq. the Tigris River in Iraq. Yeah, and so uh, then later, of course, he went on to excavate further uh, around that area and uncovered Nineveh, which um, then uh, revealed a lot of the biblical truth. You Don't know, you that, love that about archaeology? Yeah, it is. You know, it's amazing. It kind of silences some of the naysayers, yeah. and then they find some other excuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh, look at that, Nineveh. That's one of the places mentioned in the Bible. Yeah. And of course, uh, I did a little bit of reading about this uh, this Asuncipal, and um, he was a king from eight eight eighty three to eight fifty nine BC in Assyria, Assyria, the king mm. of Assyria. And of course, he was known for his violence, as that general uh, yes. understanding is of the Assyrians. Yeah, I remember mm. covering when we were going through the uh, minor prophets not too long ago. Assyrians are mentioned by one of the minor prophets, and their their uh, very violent ways of dealing with dealing with their enemies. Oh, not just not just <laughs> enemies, but towns, places they want to take over and conquer. Yeah. You know, they really want to show, hey, anybody that wants to revolt against us or fight against us, will will make an example out of you. It was disgusting. Interesting. Yeah. Another one that uh, came up. This is a very recent history. This one in uh, 2011 on this day. The Grand Mufti of Kashmir in India had an Anglican pastor arrested. Mm. His name was Chandra Mani Khanna um, on various vague religious charges uh, because he'd been baptizing some Muslim converts. Uh oh. Amazing. Mm. Amazing that you could actually put some vague charges against somebody and well they put him in jail i'm not sure how long he stayed there i need to do some more research on that but, yeah I'd, um, I'd, I'd be interested to find out what those vague charges were you know mm. uh he was um eating uh, some <laughs> rice or something at, after 11 o'clock and you know our laws or whatever you know or he was walking his children from from school um you mm. know on this side of the road and that's not allowed and they, they must have tried to find anything just to because I truly hope that, oh, this pastor baptized Muslim converts and that's against the law. That would be, that'd be something, yeah. yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but mm. if that's a law, man, that's a scary, scary law. We, uh, we have so much freedom where we are at the moment. Yeah. And, uh, we don't 
you know, we really take it for granted. That's right. That's right. I, I think it's just recently where the P- Palestinians uh, in Pal- uh, oh, no, Pakistan, sorry, in Pakistan, that you're not allowed to proselytize. Mm. So Christians aren't allowed to try to uh, convert. convert. Or yeah, to that's right. So, oh, like you said, we should be grateful that we can still speak on the radio. We can still speak to our friends and family, and we can openly declare that we are believers of Jesus Christ and follow Him. David, this is our third episode today in the series on worship that you've been doing. Yes. Um, do you want to just give us a quick recap of what we did last week? Well, my you know, last week we talked about Luke 24, um, the two disciples that uh, walked along MES after they saw the crucifixion of Jesus and they were very disappointed that things didn't happen the way they thought it would, that Jesus wasn't going to take the throne and take over the lead the charge over the Roman Empire. And we looked at their their journey back from Jerusalem to Emmaus as a um, as an example of what worship should look like. And what it was was basically at first they were downcast, they were downhearted because they were discouraged that you know of what happened. And then the stranger joins them in their journey, and they the, the stranger says, "Oh, why are you um, walking like that? And why are you sad?" And they start explaining to him what happened and he says oh but isn't the scripture meant to say these things and then you know with a three hour trip three hour walk he's able to explain everything concerning jesus from the bible yeah. and these two start getting oh wow there's something happening here and they say please don't don't leave join us come join us and as soon as they broke bread at the table they realized this is jesus christ yeah jesus was and revealed. yeah they just got home and then they Got up off their table and ran back to Jerusalem <laughs> to share with the others. And so we get we get the staple diet of what it means to be a follower of Christ. The staple diet is this: that we uh, we have the Bible, listening to the listening to the Word or hearing the Word or reading the Word of God ourselves, speaking to to God, which is prayer. We see we call that prayer. And the third fundamental staple diet is uh, sharing. Sharing and those three things. Somebody's probably asking, why is he so confident in standing on those three things? One of the one of the examples I look at is not um, when you look at the sanctuary. Uh, we I don't think we've ever done a study on the sanctuary, but the basic places of the sanctuary is um, when you go to the to the holy place. There's a shrewbread, there's a light, and there is what's the third thing I'm, I'm missing? Here? The shrewbread the light, an altar of incense, right? The altar of incense represents the prayer. The shrewbread represents the word, and the light of the candles represents sharing the gospel. And so, throughout the whole of the Bible, you see these three things. As, as anyone that exercises those three things are basically following uh, the the disciple uh, way of doing things. That's mm-hmm. how our faith grows. Those just doing those three things. It's actually not all that complicated, really, is it? Not at all. Um, and yet we we tend to make it complicated. <laughs> and, and you're absolutely you're absolutely right. And, and those three things, um, and I, this is the core of working on relationships. Mm. And I was watching these. Um, I've seen a few of these. I don't know how. Maybe it's because I've watched a few. But it comes on my YouTube algorithm of these people doing videos. And sometimes they do a video of because you know they just sit in front of a camera. They're just a talking head. And they will talk about being lonely, mm. you know, and they'll, and they'll express why they're lonely and blah, blah, blah. And this young girl that I watched, uh, I think her video is about two years old now, but she was talking about um, being at college. She's American. And then she identifies, she's crying and saying, you know, I'm lonely, I don't, blah, blah, blah. But then she says, she says, well, I know why. She says, I can't be bothered making an effort. 
you know, when somebody's got a birthday party or they ask me to come to their concert or they've told me because I, I, I couldn't be bothered. I can't, you know, and now, now I'm at college. She said, I started doing that in high school. Didn't come to birthday parties, didn't do this, didn't do that because, you know, like she just wanted to stay home on her phone and watch a movie or whatever, comfortable at home. And now she's in college. She's like, I'm, this is basically the result of me not putting any effort mm. into relationships. And I was like, exactly. She's, she's identified it herself. She knows why. But she's an example of many, many probably wonder, why am I alone? And the basic response is, relationships take effort. Mm. What do relationships need? They need you to listen <laughs> to what the other person is saying. What, what are they talking about? You need to speak and share what is on your heart and mind, which is like the prayer. And when you speak about that person to other people, you're actually strengthening that relationship. Mm. And so the basics that God has given us through the scripture is actually the basics of this is how you build strong relationships. And it's like, mm. wow, mm. <laughs> the penny drops in, in 2023, Jason, oof, the most connected, the most connected through fiber optics yet the most disconnected people that we've ever had in, in, in the history. Mm. It's unprecedented, you know? So um, these basics of, of worship uh, are more than just, it's skin deep. It's, it's more than just, oh, okay, this is, these are nice bullet points to write down. No, no, it's way more than that. It, goes right into our everyday living. And so today we're going to go through the Bible. You know, what's it, what does it mean to receive the word? What does it mean to read and hear the word? And uh, I've got two Bible verses that are listed here. Um, Romans ten seventeen. So, would you mind reading that please, yeah, Jason? sure. <clears throat> it says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Poor. Okay. I love that one. That's, that's very simple. Hmm. That basically says, try and hear the word of God as much as possible. You know, and this, we don't have to just hear from preachers or teachers anymore. We can listen on apps. We can listen on podcasts. We can listen through, there's so many avenues to, to hear the word. Mm. And, uh, why, why do we need to hear the word? And, and here's another one, James 1, verse 22 to 25. If you could read that, please, Jason. It says, but be doers of the word uh-huh. and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Amen. And so why do we want to grow our faith? Because we don't want to remain the same as we are right now. We want to change. We want to be different. And so we become actors of faith as well. And when we start putting our faith in action, changes come with it. And so we'll we'll, we'll get into this conversation more and more as we go along this, this uh, awesome. in the session. Well, do remember, we've uh, got our past episodes up online. You can go to faithfm.com.au and listen to them there. And you can also download our Faith FM Australia app if you'd like to listen on there. Find the Tassie Encounters program and all of our past episodes are there. We've got a question for you this morning. What is your favourite Bible verse and why? We'd love to hear from you. Mm. Do text us in on 0488 880 What is your favourite Bible verse and why? This first song is called Word of God Speak by Mercy Me. Find 
Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say Finding myself in the midst of you Beyond the music, beyond the noise All that I need is to be with you And in the quiet, hear your voice Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and this morning we're talking with David Leo. We're talking about hearing the word this morning and we asked you a question, what is your favourite Bible verse and why? Text us in on 0488 mm. We'd love to hear from you today. So David, uh, we've just uh, read a couple of verses here. Um, first of all about hearing the word. Yeah. Uh, that's the word Romans 10 17 yep Romans 10 17 and then also about being doers of the word and I think these are your sort of key passages today yeah that's right and so the the, the reason I was bringing them up was because when we hear the word of God or where anytime we expose ourselves to God's word there is uh, the default of it making changes in our thinking and when our thinking changes our actions change and when our actions are in line with God's word, we start blessing the places that we go to, the people that we're with. And so God's word has everything to do with others. 
<laughs> has everything to do with us making ourselves a channel of blessing. May, and, and, um, you know, when, when we become a channel of blessing, basically we are becoming ambassadors of God's kingdom. And everything we do and say and act on, people are like, oh, wow, why, why, why are they a bit different? Why are mm. they not like, uh, why, why do they not just comply to the way this world works? Why do they have to, uh, buck the system? And it's, oh, oh, well, I, I live by different, I, I live by a different policy. You know, I don't live by these policies. I, I live by a different, uh, different, um, frequency. Different set of values. Yeah, that's right. And it's, uh, and it's the word of God. It's the word of God that makes the changes. And why, why is that important? I suppose the, the key that I'm trying to get through is for the last couple of uh, episodes, I've been talking about how important worship at home is. And one of the most key ingredients is that when we have worship at home, the Bible needs to be heard or read. Both. You know, we'll have both. And so, um, the question that we're having for today is, uh, what's your favorite Bible verse? My favorite right now, and it, it's only because we had it for family worship last night. My son read from, uh, Matthew 14, I believe it is, where it talks about Jesus walking on water. And my favorite verse is the verse in there, and I think it's 29 or 30, but it says that, um, Peter cries out to the Lord as soon as he starts sinking and he says, Lord, save me. And that's a very, very quick and urgent prayer. <laughs> so that's my favorite verse right now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's my favorite verse right now. I've been thinking and meditating it on, uh, even, even when we were for a walk this morning with my son, I'm still thinking about that. Wow. That's all it took. Lord save me. Mm. And what does Jesus do? He saves him. Saves him, right? <laughs> but we're talking about prayer next week. But, um, I just want to share why that that's my favorite verse right now. And of course, you know, maybe tomorrow or next week, it's going to change again. But, God's word in our hearts and our minds is really important on how it affects uh, everything else in our life. Mm. Now, I want to get into the the, uh, the fact this morning is I don't want to make it make an archaeological argument as I could because you know Jason did share earlier. <laughs> um, you know, archaeology does support what the Bible says, but uh, I just want to make the claim and encourage our listeners that. The Bible is our truest source of wisdom and our only medium of how God will communicate with us. This is the most ancient, can I say document? The most mm. ancient document that we've had. It's, it's gone through the changes of technology, put on paper, gone through papyrus, and now we can, we can listen, like, as I said before, we can listen to it or read it on uh, iPad or, you know, it's available to us digitally now. So, so, so just let me clarify something there. You said it's the only medium through which God will communicate. I, I suppose in, uh, it, when I, when I say that, I mean, <laughs> because I know we're talking about the prayer and I'm sure, you know, you have, uh, um, you know, we have the understanding of the Holy Spirit who convicts us and yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a good, to us in different ways. That, that's a good, that's a good uh, thing to hold me accountable, Jason. <laughs> that you'll pull me up. Um, so to clarify that, I mean, when it comes to uh, from the from the very beginning, from when Moses first started writing it down, uh, this is the this is the thing that God has. This is the medium that God has used to show us um, there is a Lord and a Savior. There is a God that loves you. And Jesus is the personification of everything that scripture is. And so I suppose when I say that, I'm saying it because there's a plethora of how-to books now, mm. self-help books. Mm. There's a whole heap of 
advice out there that I'm not, I don't want to bag, but I want to tell you that the only book that can speak to your, to your, um, to your wow, to, to the way that you are built, you know, like if there's a manual for my Toyota Kluger, this is the manual for life. You know, this is the manual on how to treat others. This is the manual how to live, that your family, your community, and everything is blessed, and how to understand the God that created you and how to get to know them. So I suppose when I say that, it's important that you then understand who God is because there is a, there's an ancient um, inscription that's, I think it goes way back to those Persian, uh, Assyrians uh, and I don't know if they're responsible for it, but there's these carvings that say, know thyself, mm-hmm. you know, know yourself. That's the, that was a common thing that was found around. And it was a really, I suppose that was the wisdom of the day. Mm. Um, I think that's still perpetuated in, in, our, in our society now, but I want to challenge you that you may only know yourself by knowing who God is. Mm. We don't know who we are. You know, we don't know who, we don't understand ourselves until we know who our creator is. And when we understand what creator is, we understand what our purpose is. And so that's, um, <clears throat> I suppose, the importance of uh, understanding that Scripture has lasted the test of time and God still speaks to us now and we can still have confidence in the the Bible that we have in our hands or in our devices <laughs> mm. today. It, it's interesting that, um, I'll just share a little story, a friend mm. of mine who... Um, you know, grew up in the church but stopped attending as an adult, um, you know, said to me that she didn't like really going to church because every time she went to church she felt like the the minister, the pastor, whoever was speaking, <clears throat> was speaking directly to her <laughs> and it made her feel guilty <laughs> and so she didn't like going. And, you know, th- this is, I guess, the struggle we have between guilt, isn't it? But um, the... I, <laughs> I was saying to my wife the other day, there seems to be two schools of thought yeah. in this world. One is, which I think is biblically based, that the nature of man is is fundamentally sinful. You know, our hearts are, are deceitful. You know, and if we start from that perspective, we don't assume that <clears throat> um, everything is intended, or you know, people's nature is in is naturally good. And the other school of thought is that the human nature is naturally good. Yeah. And all we have to do is provide the right environment and everything will flourish. And and yet we see people who have been brought up in wonderful homes, have been given all opportunities, and they still make decisions to to do bad things. And you you think, well, how does that happen? So I think um, when we read the Bible, it convicts us of where our deficiencies are mm-hmm. and I think for me personally um, the scripture leads me to understand that you know there is only one that's good and that is God wow yeah and and whilst I can be saved and I can be um, uh, inspired to follow and to do good things and to you know following the example of Christ fundamentally myself is selfish and you know not good <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying well we, we don't like to say that you know like I know we in, don't yeah. but, but in, in to it, me I think that that is actually well that's my assessment of the nature of man you know well yeah. and I, I'm going to I'm going to dare say that you only understand that because you've been exposed to the word of God exactly that, and that's <laughs> right? exactly what I'm saying yeah that's exactly what I'm because saying because I remember that I, I thought 
I thought I was okay with that. Uh, I thought I was okay with the fact that, um, or, you know, we've all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. You know, mm. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we've all sinned, you know, blah, blah, blah. We've been affected by it. But it wasn't until, until that verse, Romans 8 verse 7, that says, um, that the carnal flesh or the natural man is hostile towards God. Mm. That hurt. I was like, what? Mm. Wait a minute. Wait, let's, let's rewind that. So I looked at some other versions. But this is what we see as well. Yeah. You know, pe- people go to great lengths to try to, um, not have to believe in God. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I, I didn't, I didn't like, <laughs> like your friend. I was uncomfortable thinking that my natural self hates God. Mm. I thought, no, no, this can't be true. And then my mentor helped me understand. You need to understand that the fact that you do love God—that's a gift. That is a gift. And I was like, what? Mm. And he was like, and, and let me push it a little further. The fact that you love your mum and dad, the fact that you love your friends, and that's all a gift. And then, then things started opening up, you know? And I was like, what? But it took a while to actually sit with me that my natural self, you know, hates God, mm. hostile towards God. But then I started seeing the world different. Mm. The people that spoke against God, the people that, you know, don't like the word of God, the people that don't like Christians and what I want, that makes sense. That's who we are. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 um, it's, uh, what's the word? Supernatural mm. that they would love God, you know? Mm. Uh, and so why do we need the word of God to understand who we are, <laughs> to know who you truly are? Mm. And then, then you appreciate, wow, the fact that I can love God back, that's God's gift to me. And the beautiful thing, which I didn't uh, share my answer to this question today, what's your favorite verse? Uh, th- three verses or four verses in the scriptures that, that help me on that whole process is Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. Oh, wow. Which, which, which is saying that God, we are a masterpiece yes. that he is shaping, you know, the, that model of the potter. Yes. You know, that, oh, like Tamika was saying the other like week. Tamika was saying is that, is that <clears throat> yes, we, we are fallen. We are naturally um, opposed to God. But when we, when we make a decision for him, Amen. when we trust in him, when we receive his gift of grace, then we become this beautiful masterpiece. Yeah. And, you know, that transforms Amen. us. Beautiful. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, we've got a book offer coming up later in the program. It's called How to Interpret Scripture. Um, but right now we're going to go to another break, and this is called you will, Your Will Be Done by City of Light. Seek you. 
are listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and uh, today we're speaking with David Leo. We're talking about hearing the Word of God, and uh, we've just been talking about this uh, concept that the Word of God teaches us all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, teaches us all things. Of... This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Uh, I wasn't expecting that promo to go. I thought I'd delayed that, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a mistake I made, Jason. Yes. Um, so, yeah, David, uh, I know you've got another angle that you want to bring into this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just to sum up where we've gone so far is the importance of opening the Bible and hearing the Bible, reading the Bible, and there's worship at home. When we mm-hmm. have worship, it's important that we do this. Um that we were exposed to this. What we, the last segment, I was trying to make the argument that this is an ancient, trusted people have died over getting this this word to us that we have. You know, we can appreciate that we have the the Bible because God has ensured and He promised in the Bible that His word will last forever, mm. and we should be grateful that it's in our hands today. And I was just trying to make the point is that the things that the Bible says we can trust. Yeah, yeah. And and you know the Bible reveals our character and it, it helps us to know who we are as much as we don't like it. Sometimes, yeah. You know, it says you know the Word of God is a, a, like a, a two edged sword. It does. Hebrews you four know. verse twelve. Yeah, yeah it's a great. It. It's a great Bible verse. Yeah. And so sometimes it's uncomfortable when we read scriptures because yeah. it exposes our our nature. But we also need to read all of the Bible, where it says that. We uh, can be saved. That's right. I mean, and, and there's that verse that you said that we mm-hmm. are a masterpiece, yeah. a workmanship that God is working on. It's very so God's grace. Yeah, it's not like we've all fallen short of God's glory and that we're a natural. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't leave us to our devices. He says, yeah. oh, this is the plan of salvation, and I'm mm. I'm coming to I'm coming to rescue." You know, yeah. and we say, "I need I need to be rescued." <laughs> I think that that is a mistake, isn't it? Sometimes we can focus on. Just one passage, and we can get hung up on that. We've, we've got to read all oh, of yeah. the scriptures to get the whole picture. That's we? right. Yeah, if we hung around the mm-hmm. uh, Romans eight verse seven, we'll, our hearts are hostile towards God, and <laughs> Romans three twenty three, we'll just be walking around moping, wouldn't we? Yeah. Oh, there's no hope for there's me. No hope, you know? yeah. Then, then there's Jesus. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And, and, <clears throat> and this is awesome. But uh, where I wanted to go in this this segment is uh, the importance of memorizing. The Word of God. Mm. Uh, why do we, you know, like, oh, I've read this. I don't have to read it again. No, we read it over and over and over again. I mean, there's a there's a passage here uh, in uh, Psalms 119, 9 to 16. This is the way that David felt mm. about the Bible. Yeah, could you read, read that first, please, Jason? It says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Mm. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Wow. Okay, I wonder why David felt that way about God's word. It's really interesting. He was passionate about this. Absolutely. Psalm 119, I think, is a fascinating, you know, book of the Bible because it's he's so passionate about God's instruction. Yeah, he he's he is obviously, and, and I hate saying it this way, and and um, 
I'm going to kind of put a little qualification beforehand. Uh, we've just we've discussed some of this. Mm. The way that we think now, we're we're a very individualistic society. You know, mm. in the 1910s, the 1920s, the things that they will talk about then, they wouldn't talk about now. You know, the things things that are taboo. If I'm talking about like sex and relationships, that would never be discussed back then. But now it's like since the revolution in the 1960s. Now we can see teenagers laughing about it on TikTok or something like that, you know, and that would never be heard of. But that's because we've encouraged self-expression and individualism and blah, blah, blah. And so when we talk about the gospel, it's important. I try, I try sometimes to do it so it doesn't feed our individualistic nature. Mm. But I'm going to say from David's, David's passage, he has obviously found some type of blessing Mm. in following God's Instructions, mm. you know, even though he didn't live in an individualistic society, he's realized this is good for me and my household and my, my life, mm. you know, and, and he's said things like, with my whole heart, I seek you and I, I want to, I want to keep your word that I can remain pure and not sin against you. Mm. Wow, David, you know, like what's, what's the, um, what's, what's the passion here, you know, and, uh, and so, there's something that David has discovered and we should discover it for ourselves as well. And this is the best way I, I want to encourage it. I want to encourage it because, um, I don't know about you, Jason. Are there things that your parents said to you over and over again as a child that still sticks with you today? I'm sure there are. I'm trying to think of something as you okay. say that. Yeah. <laughs> there's something really weird for me, which is, which is quite, uh, specific. Um, and it's when I mow the lawns. My dad taught me to mow the lawns a certain way, right? And I do it to this day. I, just, I follow that, and I remember his instructions. You see the last part that you mowed there, that strip that you did there? Yep. Just put the lawnmower's wheel on that line, and you'll be able to cover. Oh, okay. Because I was, I was probably like 11 at mm. the time when he was teaching me how to mm. mow the lawns. But to this day, I just follow those I still do it. I haven't changed. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to mowing the lawns. I haven't, you know, and, and you're not an individualist. You don't just go any which way. Yeah. And it's funny. <laughs> I've taught, you know, my son now mows the lawns and I've seen him try different things. I've seen him go up and down. I've seen him do just random yeah. and whatever, but he goes back to the way that I taught him, yeah. which is the way my dad taught me. Yeah. You know, and I can literally, I can still hear his voice. Um, there are things where, uh, you know, I, I can see at the back. Um, uh, what do you call it? There's, there's bird poop all over the balcony. It needs cleaning up. And I think to myself, ah, it's not that bad. And I hear my mum's voice. And my mum used to always say to me, I don't like doing this the side of David, but somebody has to do it. Mm. You know, I'm like, oh man, you know, those, those, because they've said it so often, you know, it becomes part of my, part of my character. Mm. It's who I am. Mm. And so I use that analogy because when it comes to the scripture, I'm not just talking about my earthly parents now. I'm talking about the, my creator. I'm talking about the one who put this world together. He's got all these words for us that if we repeat it and let it seep into our DNA, that it becomes part of us. When I, I really think that's that's so important that there are these key passages that we embed in our minds. Like the one you mentioned, Ephesians 2.10. Yeah, like that one, but others as well. You yeah. Know, like... Um, uh, the fact that God has a plan for us in our lives. So when we run into trouble, we we don't have to give up hope because we can we can go through those waters. You know, the other verse that says that I'll take you through Isaiah 40, yeah. 40 verse 1 to 3. Real yeah. right on. Take you through the waters. And 
Things like that, that um, for me, there's another verse that says that um, he will not give us uh, temptation beyond which we can bear. Oh, I was actually thinking that just before and you said yeah. it. Yeah. And these are verses that have helped me personally when I've been in my most difficult times. They've stuck in my head. Right. And I bet you, you never just read or heard them one time. No. No. Yeah, they came through devotions, through staying mm. at, reading at home, from hearing somebody talking about it, from mm. whatever study that you're going through. Mm. And this is what God wants, wants us to happen. Because if there's anything in what you're talking about, the last voice we want to hear is our own voice. Mm. <laughs> one of the, one of those challenging ones is Jeremiah 79 that says, our heart is deceitful. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. don't tell me that. Mm. Our heart will tell us what we want to hear. We're biased. Mm. What we want to hear is what God has to say. Mm. You know, and, and like you said, one of my favorites that comes to prayer is do not be anxious, but in all things, in supplication and prayer. You know, that's a, that's a massive one. Mm. In Philippians 4, and there's another one that says, um, where Jesus' direct words were, were be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Mm. I'm like, oh man, of course you have. You know, well, why? You know, like even things like but, uh, Matthew six. You know, do not worry yeah. about the things of tomorrow. That's right. Yeah, that that has been so helpful in my life. You know, yeah, not to be too stressed about the future. Yeah, you know? God's got it under control. God's got, and and that He will give us all the things that He He's promised to look after us. That's right. And if yeah. we can, if we can trust in those promises, it takes so much pressure off us. Well, there you go, and and that's why the importance of Repetition, mm. repetition gets into our gets into our memory, and and, the, and then when we let God's voice continually be in our minds, and you know that's where strength comes from, as Jason's just mentioned. Our book offer today is called How to Interpret Scripture by Fran and Michael Hazel. Mm. Uh, through Scripture, God reveals His plan of redemption for humankind, bringing joy, hope, and peace to those who claim His name by faith and accept His priceless gift. His ancient love letter, dispatched through the pens of more than 40 authors over 1,500 years, leads us into an obedient relationship with the living God of heaven Himself. How to Interpret Scriptures examines the origin of the Bible, explores why it is the source of our theology, evaluates the influence of biblical languages, investigates prophecy, and so much more. That's our book offer today. Do stay tuned, and we'll give you the code after the break. This is According to the Gracious Word by Katie Gustafson.
great uh, promise in that song. I will not be afraid. Isaiah 41.10, I think that was based on, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed. Amen. <laughs> so uh, we promised the code for our book giveaway today. It's called How to Interpret Scripture. The code today is worship number three. Text that into 0488880891. That's worship three, the digit three, no spaces. Text it into 0488880891. We've got three copies to give away. David, what what's the last point you want to make as we wrap up today's program? Well, the last thing I want to say is uh, read and hear the word of God as much as possible. That's where we're going with this. But I have to clarify something. Uh, last, you said something about going through the, the waters and the fires. Mm-hmm. I said Isaiah 40. That was wrong. I'm looking at it right now. And uh, which, it's not there. Is it 43? Which? I hope so. But I, I did find Isaiah 40, verse 7 and 8. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> which says, The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows on it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. I think first, first Peter quotes this as well. So the promise there is uh, the word of God will last forever. And I was trying to say before one of our other sessions that the word of God can be trusted. We don't know ourselves unless we know God. Of course, that's not the purpose of why we, we um, listen and read the Bible. The, the purpose is that we understand and live out our purpose. And that is to, uh, <clears throat> that is to proclaim the kingdom of God mm. as Christ's followers. In the uh, last section, I was saying the importance of uh, memorizing Scripture, letting letting the Bible become part of who we are and part of our character, that God's voice is much more louder than our own uh, during any time, in time of, of struggles, in time of happiness, whatever the times are, that God's voice is dominant, that you, you hear God's voice rather than any other voice. And, um, you know, I, I really want to encourage, uh, you know, when it comes to worship at home, um, I think about your friend, which is which is really sad that said she didn't like hearing the ministers talking about you know her feeling guilty. Mm. Um, I mean, if we had worship at home, you'd feel that guilt at home when you're reading the Bible. You know, like there are there are many times where um, I love what what Timothy Keller said one time, and it stuck with me. He put a tweet up one time and I read it and it said, um, "We don't study the Bible." The Bible studies us. Mm. <laughs> it's so true. Mm. This is when you sit face to face with God, He's giving you a, a real reflection of who we are. Just like James said, you know, we sit, look in the mirror and go, oof. And the, the key thing there is that, you know, whilst it does um, reveal to us, you know, our deficiencies, God doesn't want us to stay in that place of guilt. No, not He doesn't at all. want us to stay there. He doesn't want us to dwell on no. on, on the past and the things that we've done wrong or whatever. Yeah, it, he he offers a, a way forward. Yeah, it's it's sad that we have this. I call it morbid, morbid thing about wanting to stay in that darkness. Mm. You know, like it's it's a. And I'm not talking, I'm talking from personal things when I'm going through a hard time. I want people to leave me alone and let me. Stay in my pity party, you know. Like, if there's something about me wanting to feel sorry about me, <laughs> wanting to feel feel sorry for myself, and you know, it's the it's I need the word of God or people that will uh, make me hear the word of God, snap out of it. And so, um, again, uh, when it comes to when it comes to our journey of worshiping God um, and the practicalities of worshiping at home, make the Bible a priority. The Bible needs to be read and heard, and uh, you know why. You know, if, even if a, if you've got kids, and I want to encourage this to parents, if you've got children, 
and they're rolling their eyes or they're looking like they don't want to hear it or they're huffing or puffing, keep reading the Bible. You know, mm-hmm. just read the story. Just keep going through it. At least they're hearing it. You know, this is, <laughs> we, we're tempted to go, oh, they don't want to hear it today, so I'm not going to, no. You're doing, you're doing them a favor. You're doing yourselves a favor. Everyone is learning and getting closer to Jesus by the presence and the sound and the contemplation of God's word. Jason, have you found where the actual... Oh, yeah, that verse that we're talking okay, about. Now we're going to get the truth. Yeah, here's, Isaiah the, here's the gospel truth. Isaiah 43 verse 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, they sh- you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not confu- consume, consume you. To me, that's a, that's a brilliant uh, promise that God says that He's he's got it in control. <laughs> Absolutely, I think of I think of two stories, Jason. When I look at the first part, when you pass through the waters, obviously the, I think the of Israelites, Moses. The Israelites crossing the water, yeah. And then when you walk through the fire, I think of Daniel. Daniel uh, I think of fucking da- uh, Daniel's three Mishael, friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or Hananiah, Mishael, and yeah. uh, <laughs> whatever the other Hebrew name is, <laughs> Azariah, Azariah. Yes, yes. Yeah, so those, th- I think of those three. You know, like imagine those three were holding on to that promise when they went into the to the fire. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's pretty cool. But um, thanks for correcting us. So it's Isaiah forty three verse two. That is that awesome promise. Mm. But here's here's another reason. Colossians three verse sixteen encourages us. In our ch- Colossians three talks about the changing of our character, but. 3.16 says this, if you could read that please Jason Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Wow, okay That, that also tells us that uh, music and singing Absolutely. The spiritual songs can teach us as well. And we'll talk about that in Luke 24. You know, like the whole singing and the sharing of testimony is meant to mm. for, for soften the heart, ready for the, the word to be planted. Mm. And I love the words that are used here. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you. Right? R- richly. <laughs> richly. And, and when I think about that, he said to Mo- excuse me, he said to Moses in Exodus 25 verse 8, make me a sanctuary that I may Dwell oh, among you. Yeah. Now in the New Testament, the call on the church is that you become the vessel in which Christ dwells in. Mm. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you mean he calls our body the temple. Right, mm. right. Now now we're the, the it's not just people it's not just a a stationary place where people come to. We are mobile. Mm. We as Christians, as human beings, we can move at places. What are we supposed to move with? We're supposed to move with the indwelling word of Christ. In us. Mm. How do we put that in us? We read the Bible. We hear what the Bible has to say. It becomes part of our DNA. And without us even knowing when we're speaking and we're sharing and we're doing things, we're actually being what uh, Romans Romans 12 verse 1 and 2 says. It says to be a living sacrifice, to work with that. So we become that by reading and hearing the Bible. So listeners, in all your worship, when you do it at home, make sure the Bible is open, read, and and, and heard. Mm, absolutely. And uh, as your last point is, read and hear the Bible as much as possible. Amen. When we're traveling in the car or wherever it is, Walking. we can listen. We can yeah. walk. Um, now, today, sorry, tomorrow, we've got David Maxwell joining us, and he's continuing on with the Significant Sevens of Revelation. He'll be with you, David, That's tomorrow, right. doing 7,000 years.
it's going to be exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And next week, you're going to be talking about sharing the word, I uh, believe. Prayer, prayer. Prayer. Yes. Okay. Speaking the word. Speaking the word. Yeah. Okay. So uh, join us next Wednesday with David Leo and David Maxwell and David Leo tomorrow yes. uh, on Tassie Encounters. Remember, our code today is worship number three for how to interpret scripture. Text it into 0488 This is Loving My Jesus by Casting Crowns. May you encounter Jesus more today. Amen. I was a wandering soul Traveling a well-worn road A sinner so far from home No second chance inside I heard you call my name I felt you lift my shame and I made a vow that day That I'd spend the rest of my life Loving my Jesus Showing my scars Telling my story Of how mercy Could reach you where you are And I pray the whole Cry in my heart is to see all the ones I love, loving my Jesus. Sin tries to make you hide, whispers that same old lie. Keep all your pain inside Cause no one will understand The last thing this lost world needs Is someone I'm trying to be The truth that has set me free Is that I'm just a broken man song's been sung I stand face to face with the one who gave all for me may all I have to show be all that mattered most making your great name known let this be my only legacy Loving my